It's April the 20th. Let's read the Bible. Friends, glad to have you with us on this year-long journey from Genesis to Revelation in just one year. We are today, we're in chapter 16, 17, and 18 of the Gospel of Luke. We are near the end of the month of April, so we are just rolling right along almost one-third of the way through our journey through the Bible. Just a reminder, if you have not yet downloaded the reading guide so you can follow along with us, easy to do. Go to keepbelieving.com. Right there on the front page, you'll just scroll down the front page and you'll see the link and you click on it and you can download the reading guide. It gives you the explanation, the daily guide, and the monthly guide. It's all free. Go to keepbelieving.com to download that. Also, some of you, many of you maybe, would prefer to listen. Maybe you're uh, driving in a car or maybe you want to listen while you jog or walk or whatever it is. Uh, We've got that now. You can watch the videos, of course, or you can listen to this as an audio podcast, and it's available free. All of it is available free on Spotify, on iTunes, and on Google Play. Love for you to take advantage of it that way. Now, this is Luke chapter 16, 17, and 18. Let me give you three things to look for. This is that long section basically chapters 4 through 19 from Galilee to Jerusalem. We're getting close. Jesus is almost to Jerusalem, almost to the beginning of the last week of his ministry. And we've already seen the last couple days the, the rising tide of resentment and hatred as the scribes and the Pharisees have hardened their hearts and turned against him. So what do we have in chapter 16? Pay attention to the story of the un just steward, the unjust steward. Chapter 17, pay attention to the story of the ungrateful former lepers, the ungrateful former lepers. And then in chapter 18, the story, the sad story of the unhappy ruler who came to Jesus, came to Jesus with a good question and went away unhappy. The unjust steward the ungrateful former lepers, and the unhappy ruler. So, some great stuff today. Let's go. Luke 16. Now, he said to his disciples, there was a rich man who received an accusation that his manager was squandering his possessions. So he called the manager in and asked, what is this I hear about you? Give an account of your management because you can no longer be my manager. Then the manager said to himself, what will I do? Since my master is taking the management away from me, I'm not strong enough to dig. I'm ashamed to beg. I know what I'll do so that when I'm removed from management, people will welcome me into their homes. So he summoned each one of his master's debtors. How much do you owe my master? He asked the first one. A hundred measures of olive oil. He said, take your invoice. He told him, sit down quickly and write 50. Next, he said to another, how much do you owe? A hundred measures of wheat. He said, take your invoice. He told him and write 80. The master praised the unrighteous manager because he had acted shrewdly for the children of this age are more shrewd than the children of light in dealing with their own people. And I tell you, make friends for yourselves by means of worldly wealth so that when it fails, they may welcome you into eternal dwellings. Whoever is faithful in very little is also faithful in much. And whoever is unrighteous in very little is also unrighteous in much. So, if you have not been faithful with worldly wealth, 
Who will trust you with what is genuine? And if you have not been faithful with what belongs to someone else, who will give you what is your own? No servant can serve two masters, since either he will hate one and love the other, or you will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve both God and money. The Pharisees, who were lovers of money, were listening to all these things and scoffing at him. And he told them, you are the ones who justify yourselves in the sight of others, but God knows your hearts. For what is highly admired by people is revolting in God's sight. The law and the prophets were until John. Since then, the good news of the kingdom of God has been proclaimed, and everyone is urgently invited to enter it. But it is easier for heaven and earth to pass away than for one stroke of a letter in the law to drop out. Everyone who divorces his wife and marries another woman commits adultery, and everyone who marries a woman divorced from her husband commits adultery. There was a rich man who would dress in purple and fine linen, feasting lavishly every day. But a poor man named Lazarus, Lazarus, covered with sores, was lying at his gate. He longed to be filled with what fell from the rich man's table, but instead the dogs would come and lick his sores. One day the poor man died and was carried away by the angels to Abraham's side. The rich man also died and was buried. And being in torment in Hades, he looked up and saw Abraham a long way off with Lazarus at his side. Father Abraham, he called out, have mercy on me and send Lazarus to dip the tip of his finger in water and cool my tongue because I am in agony in this flame. Son, Abraham said, remember that during your life you received your good things just as Lazarus received bad things, but now he is comforted here while you are in agony. Besides all this, a great chasm has been fixed between us and you so that those who want to pass over from here to there, here to you cannot, neither can those from there cross over to us. Father, he said, then I beg you to send him to my father's house, because I have five brothers to warn them, so that they won't also come to this place of torment. But Abraham said, they have Moses and the prophets. They should listen to them. No, Father Abraham, he said, but if someone from the dead goes to them, they will repent. But he told them, if they don't listen to Moses and the prophets, they will not be persuaded if someone rises from the dead. Luke 17. He said to his disciples, Offenses will certainly come, but woe to the one through whom they come. It would be better for him if a millstone were hung around his neck and he were thrown into the sea than for him to cause one of these little ones to stumble. Be on your guard. If your brother sins, rebuke him. If he repents, forgive him. If he sins against you seven times in a day and comes back to you seven times saying, I repent, you must forgive him. The apostle said to the Lord, increase our faith. If you have faith the size of a mustard seed, the Lord said, you can say to this mulberry tree, be uprooted and planted in the sea and it will obey you. Which one of you, having a servant, tending sheep or plowing, will say to him when he comes in from the field, Come at once and sit down to eat. Instead, will he not tell him, prepare something for me to eat. Get ready and serve me while I eat and drink. Later, you can eat and drink. Does he, th does he thank that servant because he did what was commanded? In the same way, when you have done all that you were commanded, you should say, we are unworthy servants. We have only done our duty. While traveling to Jerusalem, he passed between Samaria and Galilee. 
As he entered a village, ten men with leprosy met him. They stood at a distance and raised their voices, saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. When he saw them, he told them, Go, show yourselves to the priests. And while they were going, they were cleansed. But one of them, seeing that he was healed, returned and with a loud voice gave glory to God. He fell face down at his feet, thanking him, and he was a Samaritan. Then Jesus said, We're not ten cleansed? Where are the nine? Didn't any return to give glory to God except this foreigner? And he told him, Get up and go on your way. Your faith has saved you. When he was asked by the Pharisees when the kingdom of God would come, he answered them, The kingdom of God is not coming with something observable. No one will say, See here or there, for you see the kingdom of God is in your midst. Then he told his disciples, The days are coming when you will long to see one of the days of the Son of Man, but you won't see it. They will say to you, see here or see there, don't follow or run after them. For as the lightning flashes from horizon to horizon, lights up the sky, so the Son of Man will be in his day. But first it is necessary that he suffer many things and be rejected by this generation. Just as it was in the days of Noah, so it will be in the days of the Son of Man. People went on eating, drinking, marrying, and being given in marriage until the day Noah boarded the ark and the flood came and destroyed them all. It will be the same as it was in the days of Lot. People went on eating, drinking, buying, selling, planting, building. But on the day Lot left Sodom, fire and sulfur rained from heaven and destroyed them all. It will be like that on the day the Son of Man is revealed. On that day, a man on the housetop whose belongings are in the house must not come down to get them. Likewise, the man who is in the field must not turn back. Remember Lot's wife. Whoever tries to make his life secure will lose it. Whoever loses his life will preserve it. I tell you, on that night, two will be in one bed. One will be taken and the other will be left. Two women will be grinding grain together. One will be taken and the other left. Where, Lord, they ask him, where the corpse is, there also the vultures will be gathered. Luke 18. So he told them a parable on the need for them to pray always and not give up. There was a judge in a certain town who didn't fear God or respect people, and a widow in that town kept coming to him saying, Give me justice against my adversary. For a while he was unwilling, but later he said to himself, Even though I don't fear God or respect people, yet because this widow keeps pestering me, I will give her justice so that she doesn't wear me out by her persistent coming. Then the Lord said, Listen to what the unjust judge says. Will not God grant justice to his elect who cry out to him day and night? Will he delay helping them? I tell you, he will swiftly grant them justice. Nevertheless, when the Son of Man comes, will he find faith on the earth? He also told this parable to some who trusted in themselves that they were righteous and looked down on everyone else. Two men went up to the temple to pray, one a Pharisee, the other a tax collector. The Pharisee was standing and praying like this about himself, God, I thank you that I am not like other people, greedy, unrighteous, adulterers, or even like this tax collector. I fast twice a week. I give a tenth of all I get. But the tax collector, standing far off, would not even raise his eyes to heaven, but kept striking his chest, saying, God, have mercy on me, a sinner. I tell you, this one went down to his house justified rather than the other because everyone 
who exalts himself will be humble, but the one who humbles himself will be exalted. People were bringing infants to him so that he might touch them. But when the disciples saw it, they rebuked them. Jesus, however, invited them, let the little children come to me and don't stop them because the kingdom of God belongs to such as these. Truly, I tell you, whoever does not receive the kingdom of God like a little child will never enter it. A ruler asked him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? Why do you call me good? Jesus asked him, no one is good except God alone. You know the commandments. Do not commit adultery. Do not murder. Do not steal. Do not bear false witness. Honor your father and mother. I have kept all these from my youth, he said. When Jesus heard this, he told him, you still lack one thing. Sell all you have and distribute it to the poor and you will have treasure in heaven. Then come, follow me. After he heard this, he became extremely sad because he was very rich. Seeing that he became sad, Jesus said how hard it is for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God, for it is easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. Those who heard this asked, then who can be saved? He replied, what is impossible with man is possible with God. Peter said, look, we have left what we had and followed you. So he said to them, truly, I tell you, there is no one who has left a house, wife, or brothers, or sisters, parents, or children because of the kingdom of God who will not receive many times more at this time and eternal life in the age to come. Then he took the twelve aside and told them, see, we are going up to Jerusalem. Everything that is written through the prophets about the Son of Man will be accomplished for he will be handed over to the Gentiles. He will be mocked, insulted, spit upon, and after they flog him, they will kill him, and he will rise on the third day. They understood none of these things. The meaning of the saying was hidden from them, and they did not grasp what was said. As he approached Jericho, a blind man was sitting by the road begging. Hearing a crowd passing by, he inquired what was happening. Jesus of Nazareth is passing by, they told him. So he called out, Jesus, son of David, have mercy on me. And those in front told him to keep quiet, but he kept crying out all the more, son of David, have mercy on me. Jesus stopped and commanded that he be brought to him. When he came closer, he asked him, what do you want me to do for you? Lord, I want to see. Receive your sight, Jesus told him. Your faith has saved you. Instantly, he could see, and he began to follow him, glorifying God. All the people, when they saw it, gave praise to God. End of the reading for today. We began. It's a lot here about money, other things too, but the unjust steward. This was a good lesson from a bad guy. He used his money to prepare for the future. Jesus is saying the same thing to you and me. We're not going to be here forever, friends. Do you, do you know that? Have you figured that out? People are dropping like flies all around us. <laughs> I feel it. I feel it every day. I mean, you can't get to my age. Get this gray beard and not feel it. Look in the mirror. You know, won't be here forever. God gave us some time. He gave us some money. 
invested in what matters most. Take your time and take your treasure and take your talent. Take all that God's given you. Invest it in the kingdom of God. You'll never regret money spent for Christ and his kingdom, time spent for Christ and his kingdom, tears shed and prayers prayed for Christ and his kingdom. You'll be happy today and 10,000 times, 10,000 years from now, you'll still be glad you did. That's the reading for today. So, Lord, help us to be busy about your work today. Whatever our earthly work is, help us to remember we are serving you. Help us to live the day in the light of eternity. And remember that. Wherever we go, whatever we do, wherever we talk to today, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we are coming back. We're coming to the end of Luke. Only two more days, and we're coming now into the closing week of the life of Christ on the earth. Come back tomorrow. What a great story it is. Have a great day, folks. God bless. See you back here tomorrow.